Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit livexlive.com or search livexlive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a winner's Friday because on Friday, I'm just handing out winners like it ain't no thing. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You know what I really want? I want people that love what we do, appreciate what we do, and just go out of their way to show a little bit of appreciation back. It means a great deal. Those of you that just retweet any of the shows, whether it's at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, especially now that we are killing it on social media, thanks to intern Casey, who did a great job on the virtual happy hour with the patrons Wednesday night. That was very cool to get her involved in that. But now that we got all these awesome YouTube clips and stuff on our different on Twitter and Instagram at Ross Tucker Pod, all the more reason to retweet and like on the various platforms. Again, I, I you guys know the uh, different handles there. This week's winner is Dawn. Her handle was at IB Dawn. I like that Dawn. IB Dawn. IB Dawn. She retweeted the Even Money podcast. I can't remember if it was just the posting that the show was up or if it was one of the social media clips with me and Steve Fezzik. You guys actually get a chance to see what Joe Dolan looks like, what Steve Fezzik looks like, what Matt Wallman looks like, what Andrew Brandt looks like. Unfortunately, you're not going to get a chance to see today what Greg Cosell looks like. A little bit of technical difficulties there with uh, our, our video streaming platform on Greg's end. We'll get that all sorted out for next week, hopefully. But... At any rate, it's uh, it's great. Thank you, Dawn. Email me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and just let me know exactly what you'd like, whether it's a signed picture or a signed card. The sponsor confirmation email winner is another pretty cool contest. You go and take advantage of the code Ross on the DraftKings app or feast at fantasypoints.com or whatever, and you, you get to ask me any question you want when you do that. 
And then you also get a chance to potentially get a little something-something from me in the mail as well. This week's winner, D'Angelo Latson, who bought something via our Amazon banner ad on the homepage at RossTucker.com, uh, which is a crazy easy way to win because you have to buy stuff for Amazon for your house or family or whatever anyway. And D'Angelo, just want to say I appreciate your email very much. He gave some thoughts on everything going on in the world, uh, my role in it, and uh, I thought it was – I appreciated it. So D'Angelo is the sponsor confirmation email winner. Only one patron shout-out today, our newest patron, Andy White, patreon.com slash RT Media. Love that it feels like we're getting a new patron every single episode. Other than that, it's great Cosell Day. It's Cosell's Concepts Day. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg, we look forward to it every week. It is Cosell's Concepts. People have been absolutely loving it. Again, Highly encourage everyone to follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Cosell. So, you know, whenever he's talking or writing for fantasypoints.com, where, by the way, you can get a discount if you sign up using the code FEAST, all caps, when you get there and get all of Greg's great stuff. Last week, Greg, we got into protections. This week, we're going to complement that with. The other part of really upfront football, especially, which is the run game. And I guess my first point or comment would be, Greg, is that the best offenses in the NFL, in my mind, and, and, and the play callers, play designers, coordinators I'm most impressed with, they do an unbelievable job of having the protection and the run game complement each other yeah there's a number of teams whose offense is essentially built on the run game and the pass game works off that the Niners reaching the Super Bowl the Tennessee Titans reaching the AFC championship game uh, you could certainly make the argument that the Seattle Seahawks are like that um, I know we've reached the point where people think the NFL is simply about quarterback play and you just have to toss the ball around but there's many ways in this league to create big, explosive pass plays, and a lot of really, really good offenses start with the run game. And when you start with the run game, you're talking about run game concepts. Yeah, and so let's get into them, Greg. And, you know, I have my philosophies, but I want you to sort of lay it out the way you see it in terms of the run game whether they're it's zone, gap, man, right. sort of how do you, when you look at a run game and you're charting it and defining it, where, where do you start? Well, you start basically with the offensive line and what they do. And there's, if you're talking in general terms, there's zone, there's gap scheme, there's man, as you said. But then within all of that, there's many different variables. There are teams that will go into a game, and it all depends on how you want to define it with 11 or 12 different run game concepts. Because let's say you start with what would be called a zone run, uh, and, and you could probably explain what an offensive lineman does better than I could since you were coached and you played it. Um, but depending on how one defines the zone running game, one could argue that there's four different kinds of zone runs. You could argue that there's inside zone, 
there's mid zone, there's outside zone, and there's wide zone. So it all depends on your definition. Now, these kinds of runs are all blocked a little differently, but the premise for the offensive line is similar. Um, I remember years and years ago listening to Mike Shanahan talk, and I guess it all came from Alex Gibbs, who's one of the most renowned zone offensive line coaches that we've ever had in the league, talk about the offensive line moving in synchronization, that all the steps had to be the same. And, and they're not blocking necessarily a man. They're blocking in unison and working toward areas. Now, obviously, there are men in front of them, but they're not specifically blocking a man. And, and you, as I said, you could probably explain that even better because you were coached in that. Yeah, two thoughts, Greg, as, as you're talking. Number one, I get a little bit bothered when I hear people say they're a gap run team, they're a man running team, they're a zone running team, because I, I played for five teams, I think nine different coordinators, nine different O-line coaches, whatever. I don't think I ever played for a team, Greg, that didn't have inside zone, right? Correct. So, yeah. so everybody has inside zone. The, the, the question is, what is the priority what is the focus? And when you think of the Shanahan's and Alex Gibbs and some of those teams, the focus, the priority is on outside zone. There are other right. teams where the they still have inside zone, but the focus or the priority is on gap scheme runs like power, counter, yeah. duo. There's others where the priority is on man scheme runs which would be like your lead week, your ISO, things like that. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll describe it like this, Greg, and if you disagree, let me know. But zone blocking is exactly what you just said, where all of the offensive linemen should essentially be taking the same footwork and they right. are stepping in unison and they more or less – take the defensive front as it comes. So if they slant, no problem. We're all taking the same footwork. We're good. If they stay where they are, no problem. We're all taking the same footwork. And so they work in unison on the first level up to the second level. Uh, the difference between inside zone and outside zone is outside zone, you're really trying to stretch them horizontally. Inside zone, it's more uh, vertical. Vertical, gap correct. Schemes, yeah, gap, gap schemes, Greg, are exactly what it sounds like, whereas, whereas the priority is on your gap and almost always your inside gap. I mean, in all of these, Greg, you're still blocking guys, right? Like you're still well, yeah. blocking people. Well, let's it, talk it, gap scheme because I think people hear that and, and may, they may not be exactly sure what it is. Gap scheme in the NFL is predominantly two runs, power and counter. And what normally happens in gap scheme is on the play side of gap scheme, and gap scheme is often run to the three technique. Not, you know, it doesn't have to be 100%, but often because what happens is on the front side, you have a double team on the three technique. So you, you get him out of the way with a double team. You get 600 pounds of mass blocking one guy to move him out of the way, and then you will have normally a tight end on that side and he'll sort of kick out the defensive end. So that creates an opening. So what happens is 
the backside guard, okay, it's usually a guard, the backside guard then pulls and he leads up or wraps into the hole, okay, that is created by the double team and the kick out, and then he blocks a second level defender. Now you can do that with a straight run, which is called power, or you can do it with a little bit of misdirection element where the running back will take a step or two away from the front side, the play side of the run, to try to force the second-level defenders to step with him away from play side, and therefore you get better blocking angles for the pulling guard. It makes it theoretically easier. But that's what gap scheme runs are. You get the double-team front side, and you get the pulling guard, and you can do it either with power, which is straight on, or counter, which has a misdirection element. And for the listeners that might not be as familiar, the three technique that Greg described, that is the defensive tackle that lines up on the outside shoulder of the guard in between the guard and the tackle. And the idea is you run it to the three technique when you can because it's nice to get those two offensive linemen on that defensive tackle and their job is to drive him vertically off the ball, and they're responsible for the backside backer, and that's where the gap scheme yep. comes in because if the linebacker they're responsible for runs through to the A-gap, well, then the guard has to protect that A-gap. So you're always protecting in a power or counter scheme. You're always protecting – your inside gap first. That's your priority while you're doing the double team. It's a beautiful play, Greg, because you really have every gap covered. You have a double team at the point of attack, and you're really, if you're doing it right, you're cutting off the defense and having a predetermined hole for the running back and – you then have a lead blocker coming around. I, I remember, seemed like when uh, Fanica played for the Steelers, Craig, seemed like the Steelers ran that about 30 times a game where Fanica yeah. would pull around on a, on a strong side power to the right and he'd pull up into the hole. Well, just to finish up on gap scheme, you, you hit it right on the head. What you're doing, the double team of the three technique, then one of those guys goes up depending on the front and all that, you know, and it, it can be different. But one of those guys, the tackle or the guard, who's double teaming the three technique, will then go up and get the backside stacked linebacker, not the play side stacked linebacker, because that's the pulling guard's responsibility. But he'll get the backside stacked linebacker. So theoretically, you know, it is a beautiful run. When, when, when a gap scheme run is blocked beautifully, it is a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite plays. I mean, it's, it's an awesome, awesome play because sometimes it hits, you know, in the backside A gap, if the nose tackle tries to fight the center over the top, sometimes it hits in the A gap if the three technique just kind of takes a knee and their linebackers are overrunning it over the top. So I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth, Greg, but while you, but, while ideally the play is run off the outside hip of the play side tackle, the beauty of it is it really can hit any number of places. Right, but I think it's a to me, and you, 
maybe you disagree. I think it's theoretically on the blackboard a little more defined for the back than a zone run. A zone run can hit in a number of, I mean, unless it's straight inside zone, you know, straight inside zone should not hit outside. But I think that a, a gap scheme run, if blocked well and you get the right front and it's blocked well, it somewhat defines where the back is going to go. Let's get, Greg, to some of the man runs. And by the way, on the power and the counter, just a quick thing if you're ever watching, and, and Greg described this as well, but on the power, the, there's going to be a tight end or a fullback that's going to kick out typically, and the guard is going to wrap up into the hole. On a right. counter, typically it's the lineman, the pulling guard, the wrapper is going to be the tight end or the fullback up into the hole. That's the difference between counter and power a lot of times. Uh, let's get Greg to the man scheme and some of the man blocking plays. Well, duo is a really interesting run that a lot of teams run. And the reason it's called duo is because you're getting two double teams at the point of attack. And what you get is you get two double teams at the point, and then one of the guys involved in the double team will then go up and get each of the stacked linebackers. But duo is just a, a kind of a straight-ahead run. There are a lot of teams that will do it. They'll line up with two tight ends to one side of the formation, and they'll go with three double teams. The Cowboys will do that at times with Ezekiel Elliott in their run game. But you normally get two power double teams right in the middle of the defense and one of the offensive linemen then in each of the double teams will work up to the stacked linebacker in general what i would how i would describe it is a man scheme like a duo or a lead week or whatever the focal point is this guy and that guy or this guy has that guy you know, that, that's sort of the focal point. So to Greg's point, with those double teams, it's all right. You and you have the D lineman and the linebacker there. You and you have the other D tackle, the D tackle up to that linebacker there. And a lot of times, Greg, it looks a lot like power. The difference is you're not pulling the backside guard. And as a result, the double teams – are to the play side linebackers or the linebackers, the stacked backers, as opposed to going back a linebacker because you don't have that puller coming around to be right. able to, to lead into the hole. Right. And sometimes, you know, depending on, on the front, it could also look like inside zone, you know, just because, you know, it, it, it's not – the steps are not the same, but sometimes it could look like that. Um, now, then there's a, a, another run which is, is – it's ISO lead, which is a run that's been in the NFL and in football for a hundred years. I mean, ISO lead is, is a really good run. Um, and, and it's kind of an attitude run because now teams playing more with a fullback, what, what will often happen and more teams played with a fullback last year, Ross, as you know, than had in recent years. So you can do it. You do it out of the eye formation. You do it. You can do it out of the straight eye, or you can do it out of the weak eye or strong eye, meaning the fullback lines up, you know, to the uh, tight end side or to the weak side away from the tight end. Now, very often teams run ISO lead to the weak side away from the tight end. Um, and what you get 
is you're able to get the the iso lead fullback it's why it's called iso lead the fullback leads up into the hole and he blocks a second level linebacker because you normally get a double team at the first level and you you allow the space for the fullback to get up to the second level and he leads up into the hole he's the iso lead player so i love this play uh, to me, it's sort of like the essence of football. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. we would call it like lead, lead week. Um, this and power yeah. are probably my two favorite runs. They're and, attitude runs. Yeah, th- th- there's a couple couple things here. Um, one is in general, I liked running away from the tight end, and I think that that's gotten even a little more pronounced in the NFL, Greg, because most of the tight ends really have those jobs because of how well they catch the football. So Correct. they're not they're not typically the guy you want at the point of attack in the run game. You want them on the backside, you know, trying to cut off. A well, lot of times because you're running it weak, if you're going against an over defense, which is another topic for another that. day, you're getting a backside double team on the three technique between the guard and tackle. You're getting a front side double team between the center and the play side guard to the middle linebacker. The play side tackles trying to stretch and and move the defensive end. And then that fullback is leading up on the weak side linebacker and filling in. And that becomes really difficult for that linebacker to try to take on that block and still make the play. And so you've got two double teams and you've got the fullback leading up on that weak side linebacker. Uh, it, it's one of the main reasons, Greg, why you see so many eight-man fronts because it's a really, really tough play to defend if you're just trying to do it with a seven-man box. And to go into the weeds just a little bit, but hopefully I'll explain it clearly, you hit it right on the head. It's a great run to the weak side against over fronts. And what an overfront means is the defensive front is shifted to the strong side of the offense, to the tight end side. So the the three technique is on the strong side, away from the run. And you hit it right on the head with the double team by the center and the guard on the nose shade or the one technique, and the tackle can then kick out the defensive end and that creates the perfect hole for the fullback to lead up to get to the play side stacked linebacker so when you see teams like the minnesota vikings or the seattle seahawks these are defenses in their base that are over front that's their foundation it's a really good running concept against those kinds of teams greg uh we could probably go on forever but that's oh, kind forever. of the we, we're just we haven't talked about trap. We haven't talked about pin pull on toss. We could go on forever with this. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, the, the, you know, for all of these, you know, there's so. Much, I mean, if you go like on the internet, Greg, you know, we've got this new YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash Ross Tucker NFL. But if you go on like YouTube, you can find videos that are an hour and twenty minutes long on one inside zone play. <laughs> Like where they're just going through the intricate details of every person involved and stuff. So that's never going to happen on our podcast. We are more trying to give you guys the concepts. It's Cosell's concepts. 
And then if you want to dig in even more, you can. But now you have a pretty good idea. Zone blocking is their, the linemen step together, working in concert. Gap blocking, the, the primary focus is the inside gap. Still always blocking a man. And man concept is, the this concept is, you got this guy, you two have these two, et cetera. And I think a lot of people, Greg, hopefully just learned some stuff they didn't know. Well, just as a final point, because I know we're wrapping up, I've been very fortunate to be to, to many training camps in my career, and I love watching the offensive line uh, coach coach because the detail, and you know this, Russ, having played, the way you take a step, the way you, you place your, your hands and your arms, I mean, it is minutia, and that's why you can watch one run and you see a video for an hour and a half. Greg, you know what I love about you? You, you know, we usually talk for 15 to 20 minutes, you really would you really would do this for the next five hours. Like you really would just oh, keep that, talking with me for the if I didn't stop you, you would just keep going forever. You you love this. I do, I really do. Well, to me it's an intellectual and academic kind of thing. Well, it's awesome. We've gotten great feedback on this. Hopefully we'll get all the technical stuff figured out uh, so people can see you and see the excitement in your voice yeah. next week. On YouTube. Well, yeah, that, that's a tough deal. I don't know if they want to see me, Ross, you know. I got a face for radio. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. All right, Ross. So good. So good. So we won't have any uh, YouTube clips on our different social media platforms, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod this weekend. But we'll do some audiograms again because it was awesome talking with Greg. And we'll get that figured out for next week. As a reminder, you can check out his stuff fantasypoints.com just make sure you use the code feast all caps that's also by the way how you get into the best ball drafts with me and joe dolan so you can show what kind of fantasy feast stud you are fantasypoints.com and you got to make sure you use the code feast all caps and you get the greg cosell stuff and you get to go against me and joe dolan in a best ball draft takes Ross, we got our first cancellation of the 2020 NFL season. The Pro Football Hall of Fame announced that their game and the enshrinement ceremonies are both going to be postponed until 2021. So on the one hand, Bri, makes sense, right? No one is going to – they don't want people to have to report to training camp before they have to. So they're reporting to training camp July 28th. These teams were going to report July 22nd or whatever, and they looked at it and said – is it worth having these two teams have to come earlier? Is it worth having them all fly to Canton and do all that stuff before we have a lot of protocols in place for uh, an extra exhibition game? And, you know, is it, is it necessary, if you will, especially with them wanting to have a, a, a longer ramp-up period, which I still have my doubts about, by the way, and I'm going to – probably get Dr. Chow on at some point to discuss that, the idea of the ramp-up period. But it makes sense. On the other hand, I don't know. I mean, it's June 26th, and they already are canceling that. It kind of gets me a little bit nervous about, like, what are they going to cancel next if they're already canceling that, you know, seven or eight weeks out, whatever it is. I guess it's six weeks out maybe, um, seven weeks. So, that gets me a little bit nervous, but it does make sense in this instance. Takes. We also have our first player publicly stating that they're not going to play. Uh, that's new CNN contributor and safety 
uh, from the Saints, Malcolm Jenkins, saying he's not comfortable playing unless the COVID-19 risk is eliminated. Right. So I saw Malcolm's video clip on CNN where he said, you know, I'm not comfortable playing uh, until the ri- until the risk is eliminated, which in my mind, like that's the same thing as saying I'm not playing. I mean, the risk is not going to be eliminated. There's going to be some risk that guys are going to have to decide whether or not they're comfortable taking that risk. And I personally have no problem with whatever any individual decides. If you think, you know what, I don't want to be away from my family. Um, I don't want to have to worry about getting it and then giving it to my family. And I don't, I don't want to play. I don't, I don't want to take this risk. That's fine. I don't think they'll get any compensation. I don't think that they should get compensation. Um, but they should, you know, their contract should just toll. And they should have the exact same contract for the next year if that's what they want. Interestingly, he came out with a social media video later in the day after I actually wrote this up, Bri, where he said, you know, I know that they're working very hard to make it as safe as possible. And I'm confident that they'll have the proper procedures in place and that I want to play football, blah, blah, blah. So I, I don't know. It, it it almost sounds to me like someone said to him, hey, so you know there's going to be risk. So you kind of just said you're not going to play. And so maybe Malcolm wanted to to clarify that a little bit. There's going to be some risk. So every individual should have the right to, to decide how much risk they're willing to take. On the other side of the coin, there are some players who continue to work out together, even though the NFLPA has recommended against it, most notably Tom Brady. Right, and I've got no problem with Brady or any players continuing to work out together as long as they are aware of the risks. Now, I don't think it's probably the best idea, but if they're not really huddling if they're not really getting up close and having a lot of particles, you know, air particles near each other, and they're more throwing the ball around and the receivers or tight ends are out running routes and he's throwing it to them, I think that's a little bit different. I think the thing I don't love about it is all of the social media around it. And you guys know I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, supporter, as a former teammate. And just, uh, I think he's terrific as a as a human being, and just really enjoy him. But I don't really love all of the social media posts. Nothing to fear, but fear itself. You know, with what's going on in places like Oklahoma and Texas and Arizona and Florida, there are a lot of people that they see a quote like that, and they're not really understanding what he means by that. And they go out and think they don't have to wear a mask or whatever. Uh, I'd prefer if there wasn't so much social media flaunting of it, to be honest with you. And lastly, multiple reports that the NFL is going to tarp off the first eight rows of each stadium to protect the participants. And in lieu of ticket revenue, they're going to use that as advertising revenue. Makes perfect sense to me, right? I mean, first of all, you're not going to have full stadiums anyway. Secondly, why have people that theoretically might be close enough to have their breath or particles go down towards the players or vice versa? Doesn't make a lot of sense. It's also the part of the stadium that people will be able to see. 
while they're watching the games on TV. So it's very conducive to advertising. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone, so to speak. You're getting advertising where people can see it. And at the same time, you are protecting both the people that would be in those seats and the players, coaches, officials down on the field. That really makes perfect sense to me. I think it's a, a, a really good idea. I also think that's about it for today's edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Dan LaMagna, by the way, was awesome yesterday talking dynasty fantasy football. The former college football coach encouraged you to check out yesterday's Fantasy Feast podcast. And if you're in the dynasty football, check out my boy JC, Justin Christopher, dynastyfreaks.com. And as you've been seeing from me on social media this week, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I've had uh, several beers from Daddy Sodas, if you will, from Pizza Boy Brewing. So uh, they get a shout out as well because they are the two. I think we're done here. Members of Patreon.com slash RT Media. Have a terrific weekend. Awesome, awesome guest lined up for you on Monday. Looks like we'll have Booger McFarland. And there's a lot to talk about with Booger. You know, Brady Mania in Tampa. You know, his Monday Night Football stint and the fallout from that. The COVID stuff. And some of the stuff that Booger and I talked about in a private conversation that we had a couple weeks ago as well. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM.